lockdown started, I said to God, I'd be really good to, to read uh, your word, particularly um, something that, that is, well, it's all relevant, but, you know, where I could really identify with the character. And I really felt to read about Joseph. Now, I know that we haven't been kidnapped and we haven't been sold into slavery. So maybe I was being a bit of a drama queen, but <laughs> uh, I started reading it and just really felt spoken to. So I just wanted to share some of that with you. And um, the things I just wanted to, to kind of share with you is really was how Joseph um, walked with God through the situation and then looking at what God did as well. Um, I think the, the biggest thing, obviously, that you know, Joseph is famous for is that he heard God. Um, and I was thinking, actually, that, you know, those of us who, 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 who hear God prophetically, we don't just hear him on the big occasions. We hear him on a day-to-day -day basis. And Joseph didn't just hear God for the times that he gave translations, uh, interpretations of dreams. I think he must have heard God throughout his life. And so the big thing, uh, you know, is for, is for us to hear from God at this time. And the other thing I think about Joseph is that he walked really faithfully with God. You can see that in big moments, like, you know, when um, Potiphar's wife wanted to seduce him and he fled. So he made good choices. And also, you know, when he came face to face with his brothers again, that um, he forgave them. Um, by the way, I should say all of this is in uh, Genesis 37 to 47. I'm not going to recap the whole story because we're tr trying to be quite brief. But if you want to read all these and refresh your um, memory of it all, it's, uh, that's where it is. So, yeah, big moment of him forgiving his brothers when he came face to face with them. They're the big things, again, that he's famous for. But then I was also thinking, you know, the fact that he was promoted twice. He was promoted once when he was a slave in Potiphar's household. And again, when he was in prison, he ended up being um, used to serve the rest of the um, prisoners. Meant It said in the Bible that um, God showed favour. But I'm thinking God, well, God could just wave a magic wand, couldn't he? But he doesn't. He uses us and he uses our gifts and he uses our choices. And I'm thinking there must have been something about Joseph in the way that he did day-to-day -day life that meant that people wanted to promote him, wanted to use him, wanted him to use less other people. So again, you know, we can be doing things like that as well. We can be uh, gracious under pressure. You know, I was thinking, you know, um, within our family, we've had a, a number of situations in supermarkets where people have got a bit antsy with us. You've probably had that as well. You know, I know that's nothing in comparison for Joseph being in prison and probably wanting to rail against God in his anger and upset. But, that, you know, there is a, a way of leaning into God so that we don't give in to pressure that's put on us. And the other thing that it says in the Bible about Joseph, or I'm inferring anyway, is that he was caring. It says in Genesis 40 verse 6 that Joseph noticed that the cupbearer and the baker um, were um, dejected and again that says something about Joseph and Bible doesn't say it explicitly but the fact that he noticed they were dejected meant that he then went to speak to them and because he spoke to them he then heard about their dream and because he heard about their dream he interpreted it so he put himself into a position where God could use him because of his caring for other people.
So again, and we can be doing that as well, can't we? We can, we're part of, some of us are part of the walking group that uh, Sinead set up and people are having conversations in the streets. You know, whether you're part of that group or not, you're probably chatting to people as you're shopping. I certainly am in a way that I never have done before and offer to pray for people um, because we are caring, aren't we? We're all in the same situation and God can be using us uh, to bless people. And we may never know uh, what happens with that story, but we're, we're just spreading a little bit of God's kingdom, aren't we? And the other thing that struck me, and you may know this already, is that Joseph knew what it was to wait. It hadn't really dawned on me. It, it says in the Bible that he was 17 when he was uh, sold into slavery by his brothers. And he was 30 by the time that he was made um, overseer for Pharaoh. 13 years he had to wait. In our book group, we have just finished reading um, a book about uh, a guy called Ray Hinton called The Sun Doth Shine. He's a Christian guy and he was in prison for 30 years. And, you know, this lockdown isn't going to last for 30 years. It isn't going to last for 13 years. But we're still having to wait, aren't we? Wait on the government to let us do things, to give us back some of our freedom. Uh, you know, and Fiona's testimony last week was such a blessing to Tim and I, and I'm sure to you as well, where she talked about, she felt God say to her that she would be healed. She ran around the room and it didn't happen. And she had to wait. I think she only had to wait weeks, but there's still that thing of holding on to God. And that when we wait, it isn't necessarily him saying no. It's him making, sorting things out and making his time perfect. So that was just a real blessing for us. You know that just because something isn't happening right now doesn't mean that it's a no. We just have to hold on to God and to know he's faithful. Obviously, the really big things about uh, Joseph's story is looking at God. And our three things really struck me was that God is with us and we can see it. Um, he has a purpose in the pain. Interesting that Andrew mentioned that this morning. And also he's with us and we can't see it. So he's with us and we can see it. Um, it says actually in the Bible that God was with Joseph. Uh, and the two times he talks about, the Bible talks about God being with Joseph was when he was a slave and when he was a prisoner. Uh, in verses 39, chapter 39, verse 2, it says, the Lord was with Joseph and he prospered. And in chapter 39, 21, it says, the Lord was with him and he showed him kindness. So God is with us all the time, isn't he? And it, I mean, the Bible's just full of loads of verses that say that God is with us. Uh, just picking one, Psalm 30, 46, verse one, God is our refuge and strength mm -hmm. and ever present help in trouble. So God is with us in this situation, whether we're talking about COVID-19 or we're talking about any of the situations with family, uh, with our health. You know, God is with us and we have that. The Bible says it's true. And he has a purpose in this season. With Joseph, each twist and turn, it, it just seemed that when you read Joseph's life, his fortunes just seemed to go down and down and down from him being favoured son to um, slave to prisoner to somebody who seemed completely forgotten. Um, you know, he, he, it was all necessary for God's final plan. 
some commentators say that uh, God wanted the Israelites out of Canaan completely because of the Midianites were so corrupt uh, and immoral. Uh, and of course, Egypt was the place where there was all the abundance of crops and all the surrounding countries had a famine. And Joseph wouldn't have been able to get into Pharaoh's household as an Israelite and have any influence at all. So when you read it, and I'd encourage you to read it, you can see all these little twists and turns that were really necessary in order to get Joseph in exactly the place that God wanted him to be in order to be a blessing for the whole area. And so, you know, we can see, sometimes we can see, we can look back, and Joseph would have been able to look back at the end of his life and see the point of all those twists and turns. And sometimes we can have a look back. We were only chatting with our um, youngest daughter and son-in-law uh, last week and he had been applying for a number of jobs and uh, he really wanted to work for a small little company and we were just remarking that if he had got the job that uh, one of the jobs he wanted that company would have folded by now and he wouldn't have had the job anymore whereas at the moment he's in a bigger company and you know he's had to have a bit of pay cut but nevertheless he's still employed and, and I'm sure a lot of you can look back and see God's hand where you can see the purpose in the pain. C.S. Lewis has got a great quote. I think Jamie's used this as well. Um, he says about pain, pain insists on being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to us in our consciences, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. I was listening to Radio 4 last week and there was a care home manager who was talking about the pain of, of managing old people in care homes. And there's been a lot in the news, hasn't there? And she said, I'm not a religious person, but every time I get a phone call to say one of the residents has symptoms, I send up a prayer that they'll be all right. And I'm sure there's going to be loads and loads of people like her who are praying like they've never done. And Jamie mentioned about there being much more searches for God and for church services and things. So we can see some purposes in some of our pain. But then as well, finally, I was thinking about the fact that actually God is with us and sometimes we, we can't see it. You know, sometimes things can be really tough and, and we're wondering where, where God is. And actually Joseph, um, when he was in that, he, he couldn't see a plan. You know, when he's sitting in that cistern, in that kind of pit that his brothers threw him in, and um, he must have been calling out to them. They, um, it says in the Bible, they actually ate their lunch <laughs> whilst he was in this pit. And I, I could imagine him, him calling out to his brothers and then, and then maybe calling out to God and, and him feeling that, that he, he was just completely forgotten. And he didn't know then this massive place that he would have in history. And it's the same for Job. In fact, Job never knew. He didn't know about that conversation that was happening between God and the devil. Um, he didn't know that God was choosing him amongst anybody else to be the most righteous person. He didn't know that his story was gonna be a massive encouragement throughout generations for how to deal with suffering. Um, he didn't know that he was being championed by all of heaven. And, and we sometimes won't know about things either. I really like that song that we often sing that says, even if, uh, even, even if I don't feel that you're working, even, sorry, even if I don't feel it, you're working, even when I don't see it, you're working. 
And that's true for us. You know, God is working, even if we don't see it. Maybe we'll see it much later and we'll be able to look back. Maybe we won't see it. But the fact is, is that God is good and he has a good purpose. He can't be anything other than his own character. And so whatever's going on, God is good. And finally, with regards to the fact that God is always there and God is always having a plan. Really interesting. In Genesis 37 verse 24, uh, that pit that I referred to that Joseph was in um, when he was in there and his brothers were having their lunch was in a place called Dothan. And actually Dothan appears in another bit of the Bible in uh, 2 Kings chapter 6. It's when Elisha has been helping the king of the Israelites and um, he's been managing to evade and the Israelites have been man managing to evade the uh, Arameans and they are getting a bit ticked off and they're thinking why we're we not able to get hold of the Israelites and they find out that it's all down to Elisha and so they decide that they are going to kidnap him and kill him. So he prays to God and Elisha's servant is saying, well, hang on a minute, you know, what's happening? I'm, you know, basically he's really scared. And so Elisha says to God, can you show your servant what's happening? And all around him are chariots and soldiers. And it looks as if they are on fire, all surrounding Elisha and his servant. And actually Elisha prays that the Arameans will be blind. And actually they can't see and they miss Elisha completely. And that is in Dothan. And so you've got in one situation, you've got what looks as if a situation where Joseph is completely by himself, completely abandoned. And then you've got the other bit also in the very same place where God is so active. And the commentator says that I read, it would turn out that God was as watchful in his hiddenness as in any miracle. And that just really spoke to me because I think, yeah, God was just as active when um, Joseph was in that pit as when all that exciting activity was around with Elisha. And so it, you know, it would be great if, if we could have like those burning chariots around us all the time, especially at this time, wouldn't it? But then that would mean that God would be our servant, wouldn't it? If we clicked our fingers and we told God what to do. His ways are higher than ours and they're better than ours, aren't they? We need to hold on to the truth of a God who sent Jesus to die for us on the cross who loved us so much that he planned the whole of history so that we could have a friendship and a relationship with him. And so we need to hold on to that truth and know that the God who does that is definitely worth trusting um, and, and is always going to be with us because of what he's already done on the cross, because of the relationship and the testimony that we have in our own lives and because of what the Bible says of hundreds and hundreds of different people who have been touched by him throughout life. So I hope that's an encouragement.